0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. FlowTrack Podcast at gmail.com is our email address. I'm Kevin Sully, joined by Gordon Mack. We're going heavy on the college stuff today. Gordon, good morning. How are you feeling?
1: Good morning. When are we going to get you a new mic? When's that happening?
0: I feel like if you when keep gonna- asking every single day, then eventually someone at IT will listen because I know we got a lot of people dialed in listening to the show. They'll bump me up in the queue. But as of right now, I think it's looking like, let's see. Let's look at my appointments here. Tuesday the 18th. Tuesday the 18th. So by this time next week, you should have my audio back all the way. Audio that is befitting for this beautiful room that I'm sitting in that people who are watching can see with all the soundproofing in the world. But that doesn't really help when you have only an onboard mic, unfortunately, which is where we're at.
1: Got a good show today. We're going to talk a little bit about some NCAA. It's been about, what, a month since we last updated the NCAA rankings. Uh, a lot has changed. Some hasn't changed, but we have a clear leader on the men's side, team-wise. Women's side still kind of mumble-jumbled, but uh, the, the race is starting to play out. We only have one more week of regular season action, which will be conference championships. And then mm-hmm. we'll know who is entering and what and we'll be able to have a good NCAA prelim and finals. This will be fun. If
0: you're watching in the chat and you want to put NCAA questions in for myself or for Gordon, or if you just want to yell at Gordon, throw them in the chat as we go. <laughs> Let's start first with these rankings. Let's put them up. Let's put them up. Men's rankings first. Big story here. You have LSU's lead expanding, Gordon, by a large amount.
1: Yeah, 94 points. For LSU to Oregon's fifty-two, and then there is even another big drop off to the three, four, five, six, seven teams that are all kind of mumbled, jumbled in the thirties. But LSU at ninety-four points, and that's a conservative ninety-four. They could score over a hundred. And I was looking into uh, NCAA history. Last time a men's team scored over a hundred points was Oregon in nineteen eighty-four, where they scored one thirteen. But second place in that meet was Washington State with 94. Third was Arkansas with 85. SMU had (laughs) 73. So there was a lot of high-scoring teams that (laughs) year. Um, So it makes – I think it's a different time. There was less athletes from different universities competing. uh, So it was easier to score high points. But for LSU to score potentially over 100 in the year 2021 would be – uh impressive dominant feat Mm -hmm.
0: and we know about javon harrison and how he could do the field event double that high jump long jump double but what stuck out to me when i was looking at your rankings gordon was the opportunity that lsu has to do a sprint sweep and what i mean by that is 100 200 400 both hurdles and both relays is it likely no but you have Somebody from LSU ranked fairly highly, if not at the top of the list in all those events. This is something the USC women had an outside shot of doing, which unfortunately, because of the cancellation of championships, we never got to see if they could pull something similar off at indoors or outdoors last year. But LSU with Laird in the short sprints, with Noah Williams in the 400, with Damian Thomas in the high hurdles, with Burrell, in the low hurdles, and then with strong depth in those relay teams, actually has a a chance to to pull off a sprint sweep here.
1: Not only could they win the one, the two, the four, the hurdles, the long hurdles. That's five events now. The four by one, the four by four. Mm-hmm. Right, seven events. They also can win the high jump. That's eight events. Right. They could win the long jump. That's nine events. They could win the triple jump. That's ten events. And they could probably potentially win the what is it? What the the they're not going to win the hammer, but they can win the discus mm-hmm. throw. I think. Yep. I think they have a good discus guy. Do they? I don't know. No, maybe it's not discus. discus. You, they, they had.
0: You do not have anybody <laughs> from LSU. Ranked in the discus. You have someone from LSU, You have Jake Norris fifth in the hammer. Yeah, that's
1: it. Hammer. Right now. Hammer throw. They can they win the hammer throw. So they could win ten to twelve events. That'd be insane. There's only eighteen events.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I mean and again it just it just speaks to the, the level of dominance here and why there is a gap between them and everybody else. You talk about cushions here, L S U has won the size, the state of of Louisiana itself going into to this meet they could absorb uh, a lot of misses and still be still be good because behind those athletes that have they have depth too it's not just the top line you mentioned you know, Juvon Harrison right but then they have a couple other jumpers that could score as well too people like Ravon Gray Sean Dixon Bodie could score in the in the sprints they obviously have uh, other people who could score hurdles they have other scorers Besides Damien Thomas, you have Eric Edwards getting fifth there. It's just uh, it, everything is going right right now for LSU to rack up a big win.
1: Yeah, and you—the big question is how will Oregon uh, kind of approach this mm-hmm. meet, knowing that LSU has basically a full-on armor of an army ready to just pounce in every event because. Oregon does have a respectable team. Michael Williams is running well; he's going to yeah. be a threat in the one, the two. They have multiple 800 meter guys in Hunter and Peralta. They have multiple 1500 meter guys, multiple 5K. They could do a 10K. Um, they they got some good. They got a good decathlete. They have someone in the in the jumps, so they can put together a, a team that can score in the 50s, the 60s. Yeah, but the reason why I bring this up is. If they want to really go at LSU and have a chance to beat them, it would require them doubling Cooper Tier and Cole Hawker. And Cooper Tier and Cole Hawker may be thinking something bigger than NCAAs this year because of the Olympic trials year. Cooper Tier is running out of his mind. He could be potentially a a sleeper pick in a 5 or a 15 at the trials. Same thing with Cole Hawker. Does Oregon want to burn them out, make them double twice? You know, because you had to double at the prelims and double again at the at the finals. Or do you let them say, "Hey, go win an individual title once, get yourself ready for the trials"? We're not going to beat LSU's ninety-four point, you know, potential. So it's going to be an interesting question that Oregon does. Will they double? hawker and Tier, or they just let them run a single race and even charlie you hunter
0: do? you'd probably need points from charlie hunter and the eight and the 15 which would be a crazy yeah. double two. i think the gap is wide enough to where that doesn't make a whole lot of sense and you're not when you're doubling someone back to the five you're just going into you're going into the to the teeth of it right like there's no guarantee you're going to rack up a bunch of points in a 5k with how good the men's 5k is this year if you yeah. double hunter back like if hunter runs the 15 there's no guarantee. everybody running their off event or their second event i think is going to be at a huge advantage just because the depth is so 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 yeah. propeller this year
1: what's that you said advantage you mean disadvantage
0: disadvantage yeah the depth is the depth is, is is just crazy this year that putting somebody in their second event okay you go in there and then you get Sixth or seventh, that's not going to be good in, or eighth. That's not going to be good enough to beat LSU. You need people who can rack up 10 points because of the reasons you just listed, all those potential individual champions. If LSU hits on half of those, which I think they could, because you got to feel really good about Juwan Harrison. You got to feel really good about Terrence Laird, Noah Williams. You got to feel good about there's enough people there who are not locks, but solid 10 or eight points that Oregon just going to have trouble keeping up they just don't have enough body so i would be we were debating before on monday tier versus hawker maybe tier's the better 5000 meter runner and hawker's the better 5k runner i think they'll each pick one i would spread them out you have hunter in the 8 that's a solid choice you put whatever else you can around them and then and then do your best but yeah doubling i don't think it's going to get you much it's going to be diminishing returns
1: yeah and then on the um I mean, we could look a little bit. Was, was there any events? Have you looked at the rankings, uh, on the on the website, Kevin? Good. Were there any good events job. specifically on the on the men's side that you kind of found interesting with the the order that I now had?
0: No, I thought your order was pretty good, which is rare because usually I think you <laughs> are way off and screw most of the stuff up. But you used I don't know whatever your formula was. It comes out logically to make pretty good sense you got no Williams number one which is good hopefully the LSU social media team is paying attention to that I guess I should just give you the opportunity to talk about the men's 5k that's where this is that's where this is headed right yeah I I would I would I would would, the the Hawker versus Nagoose thing I get putting Nagoose number one because he just just beat him so it's not even like I can argue with that if I had to pick right now I would just, I go the other way from you. I know you're, you're going to pick Nagus. I would still roll with, with Hawker, but it's so close and you just beat him. So, like, that's a well earned top pick there. But I don't know. Does Travis have the Gordon 5K graphic? Cause I feel like we need to run that every time before you talk about the men's, <laughs> men's 5K.
1: Well, if we don't, it, he might not have it. It's okay. But yeah, 5K right now, we're going first, Grijalva, second tier. Let's go second tier tier. Uh mm-hmm. Kurgat, third, Nico Young, fourth, Mance, fifth, Kiptu, sixth, Robert Brandt, seventh, Amoyne Kemboy, eighth. So I think the big thing here is my decision to put the NCAA indoor champion who's run thirteen twenty three. Yeah. Wesley Kiptu. He's run thirteen twenty one. Wesley Kiptu sixth. And I think I did that because I think Kip two, we now know he has a weakness, and it is kicking. He can't kick. He can. He has the strength. I have him winning the ten k, but I think when it comes to a kick, he just doesn't have it, and that's why I have him six. And Nico Young, I think he's just a talent man. He's going to find a way to finish in the top four.
0: Yeah, you can look and see now on the screen. We'll put up the T first list for the five thousand.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would have.
0: Grahalva won, but you're just you're splitting hairs with all these. At the beginning of the season, I picked the guy you said who has no kick. What's the Kip two? I'm not going to abandon him yet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down with the ship here, and I'm gonna stick with <laughs> I'm going I'm with Kip two. I'm rolling with Kip two. It's a long season; still got several weeks to go. I'm just gonna stick with them, just for the same reason you stick That's with a- your takes a, a little too long. But again, like, what's the gap between Grahalva and Tier? Really, it's so minuscule at this point what's the gap between you know tier and kirga and Kiptu? i mean nico young a lot of because even young and grijalva didn't run in the same 5k so you have a hard time comparing those two kirga and Kiptu, you had them at least run in the same race with the oregon guys so you have a little bit an idea but the race is going to be so much different we think at the at the championships by the time that race is run So a lot of variables I still think all of them have a shot. I think that top, was it your top six, basically, have a shot here with Grijalvathir, Kurgat, Young, Mance, and Kiptu. And obviously, I would throw in Hawker if he runs it. So I'd say seven people have a chance to win. Would you say that's fair?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think Hawker's going to run it. But, um, yeah, those are the... That's a separation point, but it's just crazy because even after that separation, you have yeah. a bunch of thirteen twenty guys.
0: You have right, the Robert right, right.
1: Brandt's that Casey Klangers, Eduardo Herrera's, the yeah. you know, Eric Hammers, Morgan Beatles like Adrian Woolish, who just ran thirteen twenty something, and he was second at NCAA's in cross. So yeah. like yeah. there's so many guys, it's kind of ridiculous. Um yeah. it's crazy that the runner up at NCAA's in cross who just ran a 1328 were like, yeah, you know, you're not going to be top eight. That's just like wild. <laughs> I think some
0: of those guys have a chance to get into the top eight. I'd be surprised if it was that order. I'm just talking about people who have a chance to win. Cause some of those people might, Herrera getting third would not, would not surprise me, but winning, I think is going to come from those seven, just because those guys ceiling is, a little bit higher yeah. than everybody else. But you're right. I w- Got second and cross. So we probably should be giving him more of a, more of a chance. Maybe it's 15 people who can win NCAA 5,000. I, yeah. The longer the season goes, the less I know about the race. It's not providing any clarity at all. The more we run this race, it just gets more confusing.
1: Yeah. And I feel like we're not going to know much. Um, I think the NCAA West prelim is going to be a big, like, information gatherer. I think we might see a major guy get casualtyed because they're in a bad heat and they get sixth in a, in a, in a slow kick, sit and kick. And some guy who just happens to be a really good kicker, who's like a I don't a 14 flat pace, is able to take away a spot from one of these 1320 guys. I think that's going to be the, the main uh, thing to kind of look out for. I mean, look at this. This is the West f- – the West 5K, Luis Grohalva is twelfth. Only twelve go. My man, who I think <laughs> is going to win the whole thing, has the twelfth best time. That's just that's <laughs> nuts.
0: Yeah. Nuts. All right. Before we go to the women's side of things, we got a question from Evan. It says, "What records do you believe will be broken on the men's and women's side this year at NCAA's?" I don't know if he's talking championship records or NCAA records, but we'll keep it oh, just cool. to NCAA. Yeah. Records. No one knows what a
1: championship record is. Those are fake records. <laughs> in my do you you keep track of championship records? Come on,
0: I don't. I don't. So we'll we'll do we'll do the overall NCAA record. Listen, I thought the 1500 was going gonna go down. I'd be surprised if it happens in a championship. Not crazy if there is a fast race. We saw the women's run in Austin, the Sinclair Johnson Jessica hall battle. That was pretty quick. The men could get going and and could run under 335. They certainly have the capability to do that. But I wouldn't. Bet on it, on that one. Uh, obviously, I'm going through the list right now. I don't think anybody's gonna run faster than Saruni's 143 in the 800. Michael Norman's 43.6, I believe, is safe. Let's see. Oh, shot put. Turner Washington. He's run. He threw 21.75, and the outdoor record is twenty two zero zero. So that's one that that could go down. Um, women's side of things. I've said it before. I think. The steeple mark could go down. I think Courtney Wayman could get that one. Are there ones you wanna want? The ones you think that are vulnerable?
1: I think the the men's two hundred is vulnerable. I also think the women's two hundred is vulnerable. Um,
0: oh, women's eight, obviously. I think Mo would just have to PR.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but she's not going <laughs> to run a PR now. She's like, all right, we're we're good, we're good for the rest of the year until the trials. Um. Yeah, I think those are I think the two hundred is like just for some reason I think you can get on a good hot day, someone just run a really quick two hundred. So that's my I think the two hundreds are the ones that are most vulnerable.
0: Yeah. Nineteen nineteen sixty-nine, man, that's fast. Terrence Lair does that, he is gonna be a favorite to make the Olympic team a bit later. Twenty two oh twenty two oh two for the women though. I, I could see someone beating that for sure speaking of the women let's go to the women's side of things can we put up the women's rankings now gordon's latest edition and again we're only going to have one more of these before championship time in terms of real data from the from the championships the conference championships and then that's that's pretty much it so things aren't going to change a whole heck of a lot but break down the women's team rankings here for us
1: Yeah, well, we will have two because we'll see people who get eliminated from prelims. But other than that, the odds of a top woman being eliminated is kind of rare. So, yeah, I agree with you. This is the second to last. Uh, But, yeah, A&M 62, LSU 57, USC 54, Georgia 50, Alabama sneakily there at 45, Texas 44, Arkansas 38, BYU – so, like – Everyone is kind of, it's like a five point difference from one team to the next, which is when you look from one to six, you see a 20 point difference. But I think all those teams are kind of in the same events against each other that you'll be able to really shuffle up that top six or top seven anyway, and you could get, you know, a different result. I do think AM is in the driver's seat, um, but. It's going to be one of those teams, and the order is going to be one of those orders, but it's not going to be this order. But it's going to be... I guarantee you it won't go this exact way, but I can guarantee you that I don't see any other teams sneaking into that top five. Interesting. Or top four. All right.
0: yeah. So what I think is yeah, interesting...
1: interesting. About... Yeah. Go ahead. What do you gonna say? No, no, you go.
0: No, go ahead. Ah, no, true. no, no. I had nothing. Yeah. I had nothing.
1: Ah. I had nothing.
0: I was going to take I it. I was going to take it a little different direction. I think what's interesting here is you have in every event from the 400, basically through to the, the 5,000, you have all these options where there's a, like the best person or one of the top two people may not run the event. Right. Yes. So you have the, the thing, a thing Mo and the four and the eight, then you have the Sage Herda 815 decision. Then you have the yeah. Whitney Orton fifteen five. Decision. I mean, you could also say the Courtney, I, I think Courtney Weymouth's locked in on the steeple after running 931, but you could say the Courtney Weymouth steeple 5K decision as well, too, because she's looking like one of the best 5K yeah. runners in the nation, too. So yeah. just the decisions are pretty clear. Chrissy Gere, like that's
1: Chrissy, yeah. Chrissy Greer, uh 15 3K steeple decision. Joyce Camelli, she is a steepler and a 5Ker. Like, that's a decision. She won the indoor 5K. Yeah, there's a lot of cross-pollination of events going on where between the 4 and the 10K, because everyone's going to do a 1-2 double. Everyone will do as many throw doubles as they want or jump doubles yeah. as they want. But there's a certain doubles that in a condensed schedule format, you're not sure people will attempt, and it will change it, right? Uh, a person here or two going to one event or leaving another can be a massive five-point swing. And if you look at that, look the results, the five-point swing can go from LSU being second to first or LSU going from second to third. So
0: very yeah. – It's just it's, it's interesting. You could have a situation a thing Mo runs the four instead of the eight, which opens things up for Herta and Miller in the eight. So then if Herta drops down, that opens things up like in the 1,500 for Orton. But if Orton goes to the five – there's just the butterfly effect here yeah, yeah. of one person's decision. I don't know if anybody's going to base their own race on who runs what event, because some people are certainly locked into it. But there is a situation where someone could be the third ranked. Like right now you have Herta and Orton one, two in the 1500. There's a chance Herta runs the eight and Orton runs the five. There's a chance. I don't know yeah. if they're gonna do that, but there's obviously a chance. And then the third place person all of a sudden then becomes the the top seed. I yeah, I and that five K is interesting because you mentioned you know Camelli could factor in there, Trillangot and Hannes have run fast. BYU is running in the sound running meet this weekend, a fast five. I think they're in different heats. Orton's in the fastest heat, and then Wayman's in the second fastest heat. So we'll get to see where, where they are, but I'm guessing Sub fifteen twenty is certainly possible. So that could shake things up for the ra- last edition of rankings.
1: Yeah. The next edition, the rankings will come out once we know what events everyone is entered in. So Mm-mm. people will declare to so yeah, declare on that Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway.
0: Yeah. So do you think And do you think maybe? can you give me a I don't want to say sleeper because I always ask you about about sleepers, but who do you who do you think has just some potential here that's not being fully realized or appreciated by the form chart?
1: In 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 any event, or a team, or a team. Well, team wise, uh, we kind of skipped over. it. I like to always think about who are those. Distance-only teams. On the men's side, Iowa State and BYU are both major considerations to finish on the podium, on the backs of their mm-hmm. distance squad. BYU obviously has even more than just distance because they got a good pole vaulter. They have a – I think they have a decathlete. I could be wrong. But they got the, the, the steeplers, right? They got their 1,500-meter guys, and then they got their 5 and 10 guys. So they're kind of very – all over the map when it comes to that. And then Iowa State, obviously, Kerr Kip 2, Festus Lagat, They have a good hammer thrower, and David two's is a good steepler. So they have that same thing. So that sneaky Iowa State versus BYU battle for who can get fourth in the nation will be interesting. Um, individually, though, I'm trying to think who's like someone that no one's really talking about could show up. I mean, Amaris uh, Tainisma, I think I said her last name incorrectly, the Alabama freshman, she ran well across. I have her eighth right now in the 1500. She could be a a surprise, like shows up when it matters most and maybe wins uh, an event in the 1500, especially if the 1500 loses Herda and Orton to different events. I could see, you know, a freshman Alabama freshman winning the 1500, which would kind of be a surprise. Um yeah, there's no one else that's really that sneakily like under, under, I'm like on the men's side. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we know, we know the five and 10 on the men's side are kind of, no one's really going to shock us from what we think we'll see. 800, like you said, the 800 is probably the most open because Charlie Hunter of Oregon hasn't really been doing too, too crazy things in the 800 scene. Same yeah. thing with Adeli and Jewett. Um, I mean, you could see that finley McClear kid from a Miami-Ohio kind of upset and win it. Uh, but we've already seen him. He got second at in NCAA indoors, so it's not really that crazy of a deal. Um, yeah, no, I mean, one one thing I did notice is uh, Raymond Equivo. The Florida senior, I think he won, He got second in the 60 or something. Or he won, I think, yeah, he got second. Uh, he's not entered at SEC. So Florida loses one of their big time sprinters, which is why Florida isn't ranked in the top four. Um, Florida mm-hmm. loves to remind me that they get top four every year. And I love to remind them that I correctly predict where they're going to finish every year. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm just being honest, I'm within one or two places. It's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, they lose their top guy. Maybe he just didn't have eligibility for the final outdoor season, or he's injured, or something like that. But that's kind of a blow to Florida. Maybe the Houston freshman Sean Mazwagnavi, Mazwan—I don't know how to say his last name—but he ran a pretty. It was one day to time at Houston. Uh, they ran at the Tom Tellis meet. He's their anchor to their four-by-one. Houston, we're not really talking about Houston. we love to talk about Houston, but they do have the best four-by-one mark um, going up against LSU. They beat LSU at Texas, and then they lost to LSU at LSU. But Houston, like they're putting together a strong core. Travis Collins has run a fast hundred. Obviously, Sean has run a fast hundred. So they could be kind of a interesting, like, ooh, they, they got some guys, and maybe they win the one and win the four-by-one and kind of keep Houston on the map. That could be kind of an interesting thing. One guy, though, that we're not talking about is Matthew Bowling, right? Bowling, man. Mm-hmm. He, he won the 200 indoors, but since outdoors, he hasn't yet to put down a, any fast time. He hasn't run faster than his indoor 200 time yet. I okay. think potentially SECs is where we're going to see Bowling kind of have a don't-forget-about-me moment because right now he's kind of been low-key for these past month and a half, two months. Him going up against Terrence Laird, they're running each other against the, in the 100, the 200, the 4 by one and the 4 by 4 We get to finally – well, Laird and Bowling kind of push each other, and, and Laird already is running well, but Bowling, yeah, I think we can start seeing something quick from him.
0: Yeah, we can see the – season so far for bowling on his T first page there. I mean, Laird has the hot hand. Laird is the guy to beat at this point, based on what he's done outdoors. I know bowling got him indoors, but Laird has just piled good performance on top of good performance. So I think he's the favorite in this race. And I think he's obviously the favorite going into the NCAA meet. You're thinking he can run potentially something all time. In the up meet, which means he's probably gonna run something fast at SECs because they don't they don't hold anything back. We've seen enough SEC championships to know. So I'm guessing you're thinking something in the nine seven nineteen sevens is possible.
1: Yeah, especially if bowling is like fit and ready to challenge him. I think bowling's existence in that 200 final at SECs will push Lair to potentially not just do another 199, 198 high. But start flirting with the 1970s. maybe, dare I say it, go to nineteen sixty-nine. So mm-hmm. well,
0: yeah, bowling's PB, outdoor twenty point three one, indoor twenty point one nine. Feels like it's due to get broken yeah. I at this point. That one is that one is just sitting there, especially the outdoor one, 20, 20.3. I wanted to mention an under the radar person because she was a world championship finalist. Got fourth in Doha in the 200. I'm talking about Angie Nellis of USC. She's only run in two meets this year. She hasn't run a 200. She well, she DNF'd a 200 at the UCLA-USC dual meet. So I'm not sure what's going on there. But she ran the 100 at the Long Beach Invite, the 100 at the UCLA-USC dual meet. Um, 200 is her better event. She's someone who could obviously score points for the Trojans if she's at full capacity because she's the reigning two hundred meter champion. But we don't know. We don't know. I know early on we, we didn't have her ranked in the two hundred, had her ranked in the hundred, dropped off obviously because of re- recent performances. Um, so, someone yeah,
1: to I I think she might not have it this year, though. I don't know. We haven't seen. She hasn't put a. It- Together any any race that resembles a like a top eight type performance in the NCAA, I think she's hurt. I think uh I just think yeah. But maybe it's hard to like just go the entire regular season and then all of a sudden Pac twelve, you were like, Yeah, I'm gonna run twenty point four. Like I just don't see not excuse me, twenty two point four. I just don't see that happening.
0: We've seen people get a late start though and make it make it happen. Someone who has a World Championship experience. I'm just saying, don't don't count her up.
1: Okay. Count her up. That's your Pac-12 bias going right there. <laughs> you have, do you I have just, a Pac-12 bias? Again,
0: it, no, I don't have Pac-12 bias. Uh, maybe Pac-10 bias. Back in the day, growing Ooh, up when I was ten, So that's when I was really that was when I was really a conference super fan. I just she's running. So at least we saw, I mean, I don't know what happened in that 200, but she's yeah. running, which is a good, which is a good sign. You know, if she's not there at all. And then you're like, okay, she's going to ma- magically appear at the end of the season. That's, that's, that's tougher to, to figure out. Uh, Travis has the tweet that Florida sent to you about getting the predictions wrong, which I think is great. Cause it's, you're getting, it's not an accurate getting, tweet. I'm just saying. You're getting trolled you by like a, a manager account and you still respond. I think it's great. I think it's great.
1: Do you see my responses, though? Click see more. We'll show this on the no, screen. No, we don't need
0: to, don't need to no, see look more. At look at that. Look
1: at that. Look at that. How did I do it indoor? Oh, no. Keep on going. Keep on going. All the way down to Florida. Okay. Florida's final ranking and how I predicted they would finish right before the meet. That's a, It's a pretty good freaking prediction. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Off by one. Off by two. Perfect. Off by two. I don't underestimate Florida. I predict where they're going to finish very accurately.
0: In fact, hit you with the how it started. How's it going? Sweet, man. Just saying. It's pretty good. I like that their track managers have a Twitter account. I want to say that. And I like it even more that they use it to troll you. I think this is good.
1: I think this is good. I think this is. Hey, I live by my rankings. They work. You're not going to be right. The odds of picking every team out of 18 events with 30 points scored in each event, you're not going to get it right perfectly. But. If you're off by one or two, many times, it's pretty good. That's all I got to say.
0: Someone in the chat says Steiner isn't entered in SECs.
1: Really? Uh Uh-oh. The chat doesn't lie. The chat has a very, very
0: high level of expertise. I mean, you can Google now. You can control F and try to figure out what's going on.
1: This is a big deal. Wow, they're they're breaking my heart right here. Really? If it's not true, I appreciate
0: them just sending you on a wild goose chase, though. That's good, too.
1: No, I can okay. bring it up right here, Kentucky.
0: Gordon is pulling it up, trying to see if Abby Steiner his picture it. Oh, the yeah, team, you're right.
1: team. She's hurt. Oh, no. This is not good. You
0: don't know that she's hurt. You can't I just mean, keep saying these people no, are you. No, you're hurt. You're if hurt. You are you do not
1: know you she's She's hurt. She would run Kentucky. She would run SEC, so she wasn't hurt. And it makes sense, because I'm looking at what what has she run this year? She hasn't really run much in the outdoor season. I mean, she's, she ran, she's run three times. She's only won one race individually where she won, mm-hmm. but she didn't run that fast. She ran on April 16th at the Tom Jones Invitational. She ran 2279. She won, but yep. it wasn't and she has like a couple of relays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, this is not good. Come on, Steiner, get healthy. I need you to make the Olympic team. Is she, do they have
0: the relay pool listed on there for SECs or is she listed in that? Do you know?
1: They would, there's no reason to not run a 200 in May if you're healthy. She's, yeah, we she's don't know. to clarify. Healthy
0: clarify, we don't know. Gordon is not reporting. Gordon is only speculated well, here. You do not know. This is not reporting. So
1: Maybe she went pro? No, stop speculating. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's got soccer here. practice or something. Maybe she's got soccer practice. She, uh-huh.
0: she was a soccer soccer star. Uh, anyway. Okay. Well, Travis, here, let's put up those SEC entries. We have them on there so people – can say relays are included in here according. Yeah. To, she's
1: not on it. She's uh, not on the list. So, yeah. uh, I, we got a situation here, man. We got a situation. This is, uh, <laughs> not good. <laughs> hey, it's all right. I still believe she's still got a whole month, a little over a month to get ready for the trials. I still think she made 22.3 indoors one easily. So we yeah. will, we're going to mm-hmm. figure it out. We're gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay, Gordon. I'm I'm talking myself through this right now. Just for for those listening, people, people in the chat are doing some good.
0: People in the chat are doing some good sleuthing as well too. Ross says Hawker Hunter Jewett entered in the 800 for Pac-12.
1: So, Ooh, who would you, ta- who'd you take in that?
0: Oh, hold on, Funky Jam dude says Hawker's entered in the eight and the five thousand for Pac-12s. That's not fair. Well, he's probably he
1: well, you put everybody in the five thousand. Everyone, yeah, everyone's the in the yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So he like probably runs five. But yeah, like a javelin thrower could mess around and end up in the five thousand of a conference meet. I mean, yeah, I'm out. in the five hey, thousand.
1: Yeah, they get they get all, they got oh. my twelfth year of eligibility five thousand. So yeah,
0: you know, because I got the pandemic year. I'm,
1: I'm Mormon. I'm in the military. I had two red shirts, so it all works out that I I'm running for Oregon this weekend in the five thousand.
0: Hawker 146 six is his PB. I think he's, I think he would go 145 high for sure in this race. Be pretty interesting.
1: What what's the order of that? Hunter Hawker and uh Jewett Isaiah Jewett.
0: I think I think I think Hunter will win. I think Hawker's what's what's Jewett's PB?
1: 145.
0: Yeah. Honestly, with Hawker, I'm just looking at the time because I don't think he's going to be running 800 at the NCAA meet or the Olympic trials. So I'm just looking at time, right there. Yeah, oh wow, man, 145.8 for for Jewett this year. Man, he just PB'd at the dual meet against yep. UCLA. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a blanket finish for me. That'll be a fun one.
1: I'm going with I'm Jewett. Sure. I'm going Jewett's going to win it. He's and then I'm going Jewett Hunter Hawker.
0: This one going. Jewett Hunter Hawker. Okay, okay. What's t- what's tier? Does anybody in the chat have it open? What's tier entered in? Going through, crowdsource all this. Obviously, we know the five k because everybody is
1: do our jobs for us. is it, yeah.
0: is it fifteen or five? Is he running a, a ten? Of-
1: That's the question. Is he going to run a ten k? <laughs> get a ten k qualifier?
0: I don't. I don't see that. I see that happening. We'll see if people can control control f their way to some. Oh, is that Travis has it up right now? Is that Pac twelves that he has up
1: on the screen? Let's see. He's circling it for us, man. It's all right. We don't need to talk oh, about yeah. this. We can talk about this on, on Friday. We're we're getting we're getting a little we're getting a little is that di- a we're diverging pod? ourselves. I thought no, it was it's not Friday. Friday pod. Pod. You want
0: to talk about big you want to talk about Big East though, right?
1: Yeah, should we talk about Big East now or do we talk about Big East on Friday? Let's do Big East talk right about now. now. Okay, yeah, Big ahead. East, live on FlowTrack. It's going to be great. It was supposed to be in Connecticut, but then it got moved to Geneva, Ohio. Big East, you know, we're going to see some Villanova action, Georgetown, Butler, Providence, Marquette, Xavier. I could go on and on. Creighton. Uh, I don't know if I listed every Big East school. But um, Big East, they have some some some, uh, some stars on that on the. In that field. You got Casey Comber of Villanova who's been running well. Obviously, Robert Brandt of Georgetown. He's been running phenomenal. Uh he's on his third school now. He transferred from Cal to UCLA now to Georgetown. Um he's run in the 1320s in the 5K. Should be an interesting um meet all around. I think some of these fringe Villanova milers and Georgetown Milers are gonna be kind of eyeing a a top 48 spot to make sure they qualify for the East regional. it um, should be fun on the distance events from the 800 to the 10 K. Uh, yeah. should be exciting. Anything you're excited about for the big East?
0: Just looking at, you know, the women's, the women's side of the, uh, like the 5,000 like Abby Wheeler, Maggie Donahue. I mean, it's just the women's five is going to be competitive this year too, just in terms of making the meet, right. The cutoff to make the meat is going to be, really difficult and conferences that um, can generate some fast times, right. Can generate some, some top performances at the front, I think can drag other people obviously to, to qualifiers because you think about a conference meet, you think about, you know, throw times out the window. It's all about places. It's all about running as many events as, as possible, but because this year has been so weird and because we've had an unequal amount of opportunities for people i think everybody's still going to be trying to run um trying to squeeze in those last minute qualifiers a lot of people thought the field side was going to be a lot smaller they bumped it back up to 48 so yeah I, i'm kind of interested in the the distance side of things on the men and women's side to see just the, how many people they can get into into the the ncaa first round
1: yeah and like not just that, there are also some like names that we might be hearing about later on in the year, not just at NCAAs, but potentially at the Olympic trials. Like Georgetown has his freshman, uh, Matt Payot, Payamps. He's run 147 low. Um, right now, I have him ranked in my top 15 in the U.S. at the trials. Mm-hmm. He might kind of progress. He's only a freshman. He he might progress into the 146s, and all of a sudden we're going to see him in a semifinal at the trials. I'm like, who's this Georgetown freshman. Um Georgetown has a a sick uh 800 meter crew. They got Pamps 147, Woods 148, Pat Hall, 149, and Salisbury 149. So four guys all under 150. It's pretty good. Uh and then the Butler distance guys, right? You got you and make peace. You have uh who else isn't that Simon Bedard, um, Jesse Hamlin. Um it's gonna be good. I'm really the five K is gonna be good because you're gonna have basically four legitimate five K runners in Makepeace, Bedard, Keen, and Robert Brandt kind of going at it. Luckily they're not gonna run in the thirteen twenties, but maybe Robert Brandt is like, Hey, let's work together with the butler guys and turn this into a time trial to potentially yeah. get Brandt a, you know, Olympic trials you know, Olympic standard type performance. I mean, I don't think the, the British men of Butler, though, are going to really care about American Brandt's <laughs> so. uh, trials needs. So that might not happen <laughs> now that I think about it. Uh, but <laughs> I can imagine, you know, I don't know.
0: You don't The think British and the Americans working
1: together. Yeah, I don't think that's top of mind. Hey, you know. I
0: like that you wrote down Butler v Robert Brandt, the rival we all thought about this year heading into the season.
1: I mean, Butler's legitimately, they got three strong guys. And Brant's, you know, this is the one time Robert Brant won't finish eighth, right? Brant is the notorious 8th place man. He always gets eighth. Mm -hmm. I think even though he's, like, so much better this year, he's still going to get eighth because the 5K also got so much better. It's just, like, he's never on par. And I think Robert Brant, you know, he's going to definitely – End the season, getting an eighth place finish at the trials in like the five k and the ten k. He's gonna get two eighth place finishes in the five and the ten. That's what well, he's, he's gonna at. get
0: eight Well, he's gonna get eighth at the trials, but somehow qualify for the Olympics and then get eighth there too. And that's gonna be yes. the high water mark. That's gonna be the brantiest of Brandt moments ever. Is somehow he gets eighth but still gets <laughs> to the trials. I don't know how he's gonna do it. He's gonna figure out a way, and he's gonna be in. It's gonna happen in Tokyo. We're all gonna be scratching our heads like, didn't the guy get eighth? And wasn't it supposed to be top three? And that's just like, no, it's a Robert Brandt thing. You don't you don't understand. It's a
1: Robert Brandt thing. Yeah.
0: Oh, Women's Eight, uh, McKenna Keegan of Villanova. She was seventh indoors, Gordon. And then set a PB at the Raleigh relays 203-56. She's ranked in the top uh fifteen right now in the nation in the women's eight and obviously has Championship experience. She's at 14th right now. She's in that group of the you know. There's a huge group of women in the 202, 203 range right now. So she's someone to to watch for for Nova. She hasn't run an 800 since she ran the 203. So maybe she's got a 202 in her. Uh, this meet, of course, live on Flow Track. On well, when should people tune in, Gordon?
1: uh It's this weekend. Uh, I think it's Friday, Saturday. I'm not sure exact dates, but this weekend. You know, show up, come to the site, check it out. Yeah, fourteenth and fifteenth. Um, mm-hmm. should be fun. Big East live on flow conference champs, baby. Let's do it.
0: Friday, Saturday. Yeah, Friday, Saturday for the Big East. And next week, we got a but we got Continental Tour in Ostrava. That'll be exciting. Got a lot of high school championships as well too. We got nine minutes left. People got questions for Gordon. Throw them in the shot. Right now we got nine minutes. Nine minutes to go here on this ma- amazing Wednesday pod. On Friday we'll go in depth on the the other meets of the weekend. So we'll highlight some of the conference action, and we'll also talk about um, that meet in California. The what is what's it, is it the Sound Running Invite? What's it called?
1: It's, this is called the Track Meet. It's called the Track Meet. Okay, that's one. Okay, but there's been two. The track we also- we're also going to talk about um, our new U.S. rankings. The new U.S. rankings. Let me tell you, man, they're juicy. There's some good U.S. rankings. I'm not. I'm serious. not being facetious, but no, they're good. I have uh, a lot of changes have happened because I last updated them a month ago. We have a new top 15 in every event. Uh, it's going to be interesting to, to analyze. So those will come out probably later today and then we can discuss them on Friday. So it should be good.
0: So you're saying we have too much for the
1: Friday show. Too much for the Friday show.
0: Okay, we're gonna run too out. Much. So yeah, we probably should have moved move that. Maddie says the NJCAA nationals are today and tomorrow.
1: Okay. There are some fast uh, JUCO guys right now. Let's uh, I'm gonna look at the NGCA T list. Um they normally put together some let's check out outdoor. So unless it's Kenny, yeah, unless I mean, it's there, Kenny B running in
0: nineteen four with a plus seven hundred mile an hour wind at altitude, you're, it's gonna be tough to beat.
1: True, it is gonna be tough to beat. I mean, there is a kid named Caleb Boger who ran twenty thirty six. Uh in a two hundred. It's pretty good. Oh,
0: okay.
1: All yeah, right. and then Denzel. Fegan, he's run ten seventeen. That's pretty good. No, beats you're, you're,
0: you're Metcalf, not. Like,
1: yeah, beats DK Metcalf. What else we got? Let's see. The uh, there's a forty, there's a 45, 71 one four hundred meter runner, Caleb McRae. That's, that's pretty good. What all? What all? Uh, four
0: hurdles. I feel like there's some room for a four meter hurdle star at the college level right now.
1: Yeah, I me mean, look. I'm also trying to see if there's like a distance runner, like another like Wesley Kip 2 type. No, no fast distance runners, unfortunately. There's a sub 29.30 guy, but yeah, that's nothing too crazy. Yeah. All right, uh, thir- there's a 13.65 hurdler. That's pretty good, 13.65. And f- there we go, 50 50.89, 400 hurdles. Jaquan Hale. They're all going to run faster at this meet, and then we'll be able to see who the next stars of the SEC well, are going to be because that's basically it's the feeder program for the SEC. Is the, give me the, uh, the top the, seed Juco in the women's steeple?
0: I want the top seed in the women's steeple. Can you give that to me? I'm also feeling good well, about some steeple
1: performances coming out of this meet for Juco. It's 11 yeah. 10. I don't think that's not <laughs>
0: Adva Cohen. Adva Cohen came out of Juco.
1: Yeah, but Evergreen they run eleven ten in co- in JUCO. 11-10 is so slow, okay. man. Like okay, that was a on. miss.
0: Women's five. Give that's a huge five. miss. That was a miss. No man, there's give
1: me women's five. You're, you're, I'm not even. Gonna, I don't want. I feel bad. I'm embarrassing these athletes because it's not. It's not that good. Women's five is sixteen fifty
0: three. You're not that's saying not names. I just there's got to be somebody on uh, in that distance side that's gonna become a D one person.
1: I mean, it's a four twenty. Kid 1420 kid in the five on the men's side. There's a 349, 1500. No, there's nothing. We we have yet to really see it. Okay,
0: it's not a distance here, is what you're saying.
1: It's not a distance. Is that what you're saying here. not a distance. Okay, that's okay. a one here, a, a 140, 140 a 149, uh, 800 kid, but yeah, it's not a distance here. There's no Vincent right. Kiprops and Gilbert Keegan's, uh, that yeah. type of stuff. Unfortunately, what I was man,
0: go wa- go back. You watch that Gatahi Cohen rivalry. That was some good stuff. That was some good stuff a few years back. Lincoln was all about that because Lincoln was Mister NJCAA. He Lincoln lost his voice screaming Gatahi, Cohen, Gatahi. Like they raced each other like five times. One time in like one championship, yeah. it was insane. It was making up events for them to compete against each other. It was cool. I like it. they're doing all the same it. events
1: right. in yards and meters. It was great.
0: Well, listen, Medi in the chat says he's got the 1,500 and 800 prelim today. Wish me luck. So good luck. Oh. Medi.
1: He's in it. There you go. Okay. Yeah, he's in it. He wanted the – Oh, yeah, is, it me- a preview. is it Medi Yanori? Yeah. He's good, man. Yo, Medi, yo. Freshman at South Plains, 150, 800 PB. Medi, win it. That's pretty good. Win it. Win he's going to win it. You you could win it. Win Dude, it, Medi. You're going to win. Win and then come back on the chat and talk about your win. That'll be great. What's he That's seated? What we're gonna
0: see. He's seated, he second? seated second. Oh, Medi, come on, man. Yeah, so he's like the. Is he like the sec, seated seconds? So is is he's like the? His, the team, of uh, His teammates ahead of him. His teammates ahead of him. Oh, good, good rival. So him and two, what's he two, seated? Two what's, he seated in the 15? what's he seated in the fifteen? What's he seated in the fifteen? Fourth. Oh, Medi, this is your meat, man. Second and fourth. Is, like is he like the Charlie Hunter of NJCAA? Some versatility Or the Festus here?
1: Legat? The Festus Legat? The
0: Festus Legat of the NJCAA?
1: Is he yeah, like the Sage
0: Hurta of the NJCAA? The Anna Camp of the NJCAA?
1: Okay. Go out they there ran- do it, People don't even know. we notice- are just saying random names. Yeah, they
0: though. do. They listen to the pod. Come. There he is. Put him up. Put him up. Put him up on the screen. Look at that finishing pose there. Let's do it, Matty. I'm fired up. I'm checking the results after this meet. I, uh, uh, you need to. You, we're going to break this down. Where is the Where is NJCA's this year? Do we know, Gordon? I guess we could ask Medi. He knows. He's already there. <laughs> He's at
1: the meet. <laughs> NJCA champs. I'm fired up now. 2021. They're in us. Uh, oh, they're in South Plains. They're in in Texas.
0: Home track. No pressure. Medi, you got this. You got this. Um, Charles in the chat wants to know if we think Drew Hunter can make the team in the 5K.
1: So I right now I, I just updated the U.S. rankings. Like I said, he dropped in my 5K rankings. I mean, we need to see him do something, right? He, I think he's been injured. He hasn't put together any performance or – data point to really show us that he's in the form that he was in 2019. So for Hunter, I think it's a wait and see. Uh, that's my take on that. But maybe he runs either this weekend or next weekend, a weekend after that, and puts together a strong 1500 or a strong 5k or 3k. And then we're like, all right, he's back in it. But until then you kind of got to give more credit to the people who've done something lately.
0: Can he versus Willie, two different things. Can he, I think, of course he can. Made a team before. He can do it again. Obviously, huge talent. I'm looking right now at the, just by times. So you got Kincaid, 1258. LeMong, 1258. Centro's not going to run it. 13 flat. Fisher, 1302. Chalimo, 1304. Bohr 1305. McGordy's probably not going to run it, we don't think. Klecker, 1306, Kip Cheer, cheer 1308, Cheer Uh Kip, cheer, 1309, Truth, or Kipchir 1308, Truth, 1309, Jenkins 1310. Jagger's probably not gonna run it. Arasa 1312. So that's like eleven guys who have run 1312 or faster. That and then you go down to you got like Tyler Day, Cooper Tier. You still got a lot of legit people there. Nico Young. So Nico Young, of course it's gonna it's it's gonna be tough it's obviously gonna be tough with that the events only gotten better since 2019 the last time he made the team uh, so he would at least need to be where he was at in in 2019 to have a decent shot the thing is too i don't know i've been thinking more and more about this event you you just you have a lot of different types of runners in that up at the top of the 5k too so the people who like it to go fast versus the people who can kick. So there's not – if you're in the second tier of the men's 5K, and you can say the same thing for the women's 5K, it's, like, harder to envision, like, a race where things break to your favor because all the people in that front group, you have basically all the types of racing styles represented. So there's – you'd have to stretch – you'd have to get a really good circumstance where things align for one of these bigger – uh, long shots, underdogs to make the team, right? Because if it goes slow, I mean, Chilimo can kick. We've seen that before,
1: right? Lamont can kick. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. F- Fisher Fisher can Fisher can kick. If it goes fast yeah. from the gun, we obviously know what Woody Kincaid can do, right? In that yeah. in that scenario, um, it's yeah, it's just tough. it's the amount of people between twelve fifty eight and. And like thirteen oh four, thirteen oh five is just is going to be tough to get around. So it's going to be a long shot, I think.
1: Possible. It'll be ex- a long shot. It will be exciting, right. guys. I have to find a house. I'm I'm going to see if I or I have a house appointment in like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Should I should I get I the house? To get should I do it?
0: Are you buying or renting?
1: No, I'm just renting a house, so it's not as much oh, commitment. Okay not
0: that big of a deal so come back to me when you I have, want to
1: pretend like, i want to add all
0: real life don't do that <laughs> don't do any of that huge mistake on my part um i gotta get my camera back from you so i'm gonna have to coordinate with you and figure out when i can get the camera back because i need to use it for tomorrow in any event we'll leave it there good luck to metty and everybody running at juco uh big east on friday we'll be back friday morning thanks to colt making his debut yes. as producer, of course. Travis with the assets and the pictures and the graphics. We'll talk to you guys on Friday.
1: Workout Wednesday coming up today. Check the site this afternoon.